0: In this first episode of the Patch Podcast, the hosts introduce themselves and manage to go off topic more than they're on topic. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Patch Podcast.
0: Hello, welcome to the Patch Podcast, where the audience doesn't exist and what we say doesn't matter. I'm Tom, and with me today is uh, Dave. Hi. And uh, Justin. Hello. If you're listening to this, you're uh, listening to our very first episode. We are The Patch. um, And uh, we're a uh, relatively new uh, gaming podcast, and by relatively new I mean this is our first episode. And you're listening to it, and that's awesome. Awesome. Basically, we are, uh, I guess, a bunch of friends that uh, graduated from high school together and uh, like video games, so uh, why not discuss it, right? So, I think, first off in this episode, we're just going to introduce ourselves, because uh, that's a good thing to do when you're uh, listening to new people, right? And want to know a little bit about them. So, we're just going to do basic stuff here. Um, Our names, we already did that, but, you know, why not go through it again? Um, our top five games, uh, with game systems we've owned, and uh, our favorite game system. Uh, so I'm gonna start it off, uh, in case you guys aren't tired of listening to my voice enough already. Um, I'm Tom, as I said earlier. Um, and my top five games, uh, were actually pretty tricky for me to um come up with honestly, um, because, you know, played quite a few games, in my day. Um pretty big fan of a lot of them. Um but in no particular order I'd have to say that they are Super Smash Brothers Melee, uh so classic, um Pokemon Crystal Version, uh Legend of Zelda the Wind Waker, Super Mario Brothers 3, and uh Left 4 Dead 2. Um the game systems that I've owned have been Super Nintendo, uh Game Boy Color, Nintendo 64, Game Boy Advance, uh, Nintendo GameCube, DS, 360, and Wii, and I just recently got a PC that's capable of running games. Um, my favorite system would have to be the GameCube. That was the uh, first uh, home console that I ever had, so holds a special place in my heart. Um, Dave, would you like to go next?
2: Sure. Um, So yeah, I'm David. Um, For my top five games, uh, I had to quickly remember them. Uh, And I'm I'm pretty sure I didn't throw Brawl off the list. So yeah, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. And again, these are in no particular order. Um, uh, Super Metroid is my requisite classic game. Uh, Then Okami. Uh, I don't know. When it came out, it was really obscure. But I feel like by now, most people have heard of it. Uh, it was re-released for the Wii, and then it's going to be uh, like released in HD for the PlayStation 3. Um, Wind Waker as well. Uh, it's funny. Even like a couple of years ago, we were still in the place where everybody hated Wind Waker, and now like now we've got just enough perspective that people like it again. Um, and Paper Mario size of your door. Nice. Uh, yeah. As for game systems, I, uh, I actually started with the GameCube. I started gaming slightly later than a lot of people did. Uh, then I have a DS, which is now dead. Uh, something about the battery contacts, I think. Um, and a 3DS, which I uh, left at Red Lobster, never to be seen again. Good food, though. Um, oh, and a Wii, of course. Um, that I haven't used in like two weeks. And that's really it. Uh, as for my favorite system, I don't know. I mean, probably, I don't know, I could look at my list and try to figure out uh, where the, the like the most uh, games uh, that I like are on the particular system, which I think is actually the Wii. So I don't know. I guess I don't have a favorite system. Okay. Because, yeah, because if, if, if I want to, if, if you don't mind me, like, Talking a little bit about it. No, oh, go ahead. Um, uh, like, I'm, I might say the Wii because, I, as I said, I think most of my favorite games are on the Wii. But uh, after six years, I think we can more or less figure out, decided that even people like me who um, are obsessed with Nintendo and defend Nintendo even at their stupidest decisions. Um, can Agree that while well, the Wiimote worked very well in some situations, it w- wasn't entirely suited to work for a lot of games. And so, the even though it worked perfectly well most of the time, but it's not satisfying in a lot of respects. Um, like, uh, um, the, there, there was one reviewer who's, you know, every reviewer ever is accused of, you know, Secretly being biased against, you know, whatever game uh, he's reviewing that particular week, and he says, "So, you know, did you realize?" And this particular guy is known for being extremely vitriolic. Uh, Has anybody heard of zero punctuation? Uh, yes. Yes. So that guy he says, "You know, I am not. I-, I would not consider myself to be biased against Nintendo. I consider the GameCube controller to be the best game controller ever made." Um, and so. And so, I just bring that up because, in that sense, like, the, the Wii Remote doesn't, isn't as, doesn't work as well. It's not as comfortable. But I guess that just goes to say that the Wii, whether or not it might actually have the most of my favorite games, is not entirely a success in terms of design as a system. So, I don't know if I could call it my favorite system. Okay. That's a really long way of saying that.
0: <laughs> I liked it, though. A little uh insight into the mind of dave
2: everybody wants to have insight into this mind even the people who don't know me well yeah like they have no idea but they're like oh this guy i totally have to know who this guy is right definitely
0: um so yeah justin would you like to uh finish us off here no okay
3: okay okay yeah okay so i'm justin um Top five games are going to be kind of random because unlike these two, I didn't prepare anything at all. So I'd have to say, uh, as a series, Halo, because it just holds a special place in my heart. Um, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, because I destroyed the multiplayer. And uh, I'm really liking Dragon's Dogma, which I've been playing a lot of lately. And I have to say Super Smash Brothers Melee as well. One of my favorites. And I've been really into Majora's Mask lately, too. So I'm going to go with that. Nice. And uh Game Systems Owned started out with the N64 when I was about five. And from there, I had the GameCube, PS2. Now I have Xbox 360 and PS3 as well. And the Wii. Just recently got back into the Wii as well. And uh, Game Boy Color. Game Boy Advance, Game Boy SP, DS, DS Lite, soon-to-be 3DS. And uh, favorite system, I'd have to say Xbox 360, just because so many memories have been made online with all my friends and everything. So, yeah.
0: It's good that you um you know have the memories made online with friends as opposed to a uh, typical 12-year-old on Xbox Live. I, I Definitely a lot of good times on Xbox Live with friends, though.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, countless, countless times. As a matter of fact, I introduced a lot of my friends, and we actually met a lot through Xbox. Nice. Which is weird, but we do... It's not, like, weird, like, someone lives in Massachusetts and someone lives in New York. It's like, we actually lived down the street from each other but didn't know, and then met each other over Xbox. We've been, like, best friends ever since. It's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, that is oh. that's cool. And crazy, yeah. So I, since I've never played on Xbox Live, I have like this secret desire to like become part of this world of racist twelve year olds.
0: <laughs> it's it's um you know it sounds really intriguing and mysterious, um, but it's it just gets a little annoying after a
3: while. And don't worry, Dave. There are racist like thirty year olds too.
2: <laughs> oh, good, good. So. Let's just,
3: I have... the racism <laughs> this, let's just make everybody in the podcast hate me on the first
1: episode.
0: <laughs> no, but there's, there's plenty of racism and it's really strange how everyone on Xbox Live seems to know my mother. I just I don't understand.
2: Let's see, I'm trying to think. I wonder if Yu-Gi-Oh! Decade Duels has online. I don't think it does because if it did, that would be amazing to actually be playing Yu-Gi-Oh with strangers and having all of this horrible crazy people.
0: Um was it for the Xbox
2: 360? Yes, but it was actually it was uh, it was on arcade, I think. Oh, okay. It should. It should. You could check though.
3: I might I might check right now for you. Sure. Um because like I know all
0: disc-based Xbox games are supposed to have Online support in one way or another, whether it's you know online play or um, DLC or something,
3: even leaderboards. Yeah,
0: true. Um, but that'd be definitely interesting.
2: Yeah, they're they're the probably the only Oh games where you can play online and actually talk to someone are free. Oh, like not um, ones Konami's actually made,
3: right? Um. Oh, and Dave, answer your question. It's actually a disc-based game, and it is multiplayer online. And you have uh, player matches and ranked matches, and you could do one-on-one, or you could do tag team match with three players, or tag team with like four people. And you like, yeah.
2: Wow, this is more full-featured than I thought. Because as far as I know, the campaign for it is like an hour long.
3: Yeah, and um, you can you can the host of the match. Determines the amount of life points that each player gets. That's, you
2: that's not, it it's you giving want. you, like, more flexibility than is normal. That's good. Whatever.
3: But, yeah. To answer your question. Okay. Wikipedia is a lovely <sighs> source.
2: Thank you, Wikipedia.
3: It is a .org, after all. I learned that all .orgs are acceptable to resources. Uh, For those college kids, that was what my English teacher told
0: me. Yeah. Um, well, I think, um, we, would you guys want to move on to what we've been playing lately? Or? Yeah, let's go. Okay, um, just quickly before we do that, um, I said I'd mention, um, we do have a couple of other you know co-hosts lined up. Um, one is my uh, good friend, Tyler. Uh, but Tyler's currently in Australia um, for college. His first semester of college, um, he's studying abroad. Um, because they didn't have enough housing for him, I guess. Um, but
2: I'm sorry, we don't have enough ho- uh, housing. You'll have to go to Australia. <laughs>
0: um, but it's pretty awesome. I guess he's you know, chilling with some koalas and kangaroos and stuff. Um, so
3: Is there anything else in Australia?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because there's nothing else in Australia. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um,
2: there are also dingoes.
0: Dingoes. Oh, those are those scary dog things, right?
2: Yeah, they eat your baby.
0: Oh, yeah, that's not nice. Um, I think Tyler's staying away from those, but, um, but yeah, uh, he isn't able to record with us, um, yep, because internet, um, the internet is an issue, I guess, um, I've heard like a lot of horror stories about the internet in Australia, um, but I guess there's a cap on the amount. And his internet usage, so um, he doesn't want to go over that at all. You know, when he actually has his work to do, um, so he's not going to be able to record with us or actually listen to us until he gets back to the states. Um, so that's a bit of a bummer, but he, he he definitely wants to be part of it with us. Um, and we also have our friend Steve, who is um, going to be part of it with us. Um, but. He's having a problem with his laptop charger, so he doesn't have a way to power his laptop to get on Skype with us. So that's a bit of a problem, but hopefully that will be resolved uh, for the next episode.
3: Well, we don't even know if that's the actual case. We have no idea what he said.
0: Yeah, he said something
1: yeah. about
3: his, you know, I almost want to get the Facebook
0: um, chat open, but I'm not. it's not really worth it. I don't... No, actually, I've got it
2: right oh, here. Oh, you do? Yeah. Um, let's see. What did he say? Um, uh, oh, man. Now we're all the way back into the chat of the first podcast. It's around here somewhere. Um,
3: Pretty sure it was something along the lines of, I don't have a permanent laptop charger. So if anyone knows yeah. what that means, please tell us.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a mystery, but... Um, we're gonna give you our email later. So if you're listening to this and uh, have a burning desire to, you know, write into us and try to explain what the permanent laptop
2: charger is, we yeah, would like, love it. explain the difference between permanent and temporary laptop chargers. Like, is it like they're on a rental system, or is it like there are laptop chargers that you just plug it in and then your laptop is charged forever?
0: Just a one and done charger. I'd like that idea, but.
3: Question of the day slash week slash month slash year. I don't know how frequently we're doing these, but.
0: Yeah. Um, question of the episode. What is Steve's permanent laptop charger? Or why doesn't he and, have one?
2: Yeah. And if it is actually charges the laptop permanently, by what method does it do so? Is it magic or is it advanced technology? And where can I acquire one? <laughs> and where can I acquire one, price, et cetera? All right. Oh, and shipping. What's the shipping cost?
0: Yeah, I feel like the shipping could kind of push the price uh, point like way over the edge there. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and you know, but and you know, also like if you spend over a certain amount, then they'll let you do free shipping. That's true. So then I want, I want to know that. Yeah. So that I know that like if the charger is fifty bucks, but I have to spend a hundred bucks to get free shipping, then I'll like order. Um, I can't actually think of anything funny, <laughs> but. Um, I'll order Green Lantern.
0: Oh, that is pretty funny in itself.
3: Uh, Yeah. We'll go with that. (laughs) Okay. Don't, it's out there. I tried to get something shipped from Italy, and it was like $50 for shipping for like a bottle of olive oil.
0: Uh, Maybe it it could be tricky um, because it has to get through customs and everything, but $50 seems excessive.
2: It's olive oil. God dang. Yeah. Yep. See, first of all, it's a liquid. Liquids are evil and dangerous. The second of all, it's an imported good. It's a cultural heritage good. It's something.
1: Mm. It's a all, good.
2: Why did you have to import olive oil all the way from Italy? <laughs> There's olive oil that claims to be imported from Italy in the supermarket.
3: Yeah, but I have olive oil actually from Italy in a vineyard, and it's phenomenal.
2: Mm. All right. But is it worth $50 a shipping?
3: <laughs> no! <laughs> that's why i actually went to italy and got it
2: so it's worth the <laughs> plane ticket yes or, okay
0: okay <laughs> moving on all right transition So, um, the next segment, we're just going to be talking about...
2: Yes, that was our clever segue <laughs> to the next topic. Olive oil.
0: Olive oil. We're going to olive oil our way over to uh, what we've been playing lately. Um, so, I guess, do you guys want me to start it off? Or if one of you wanted to start off, that'd be totally cool, too.
3: I'll start off. Okay. All right. Pardon my mouthful right now, but... Um, right now, I've been playing Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning... And uh, it's going pretty well. And uh, I'm at about... I have no idea how far I am into it. Because I've just been doing all the side quests and faction quests. So I have literally no idea how far I am into the game. I think I'm very early into the game. But having a lot of fun with it. I'm also doing uh, Pokemon Soul Silver right now. I restarted that recently. I just beat the 8th gym leader. I'm about to go on to the Elite four i've been playing with a couple friends of mine we each chose different starters and we have it set so that after the fourth gym and after the eighth gym and after the elite four we have to battle each other as like a checkpoint to see what teams we use to beat uh you know each gym leader and stuff like that so to check where we are and stuff so uh yeah that's what i've been doing
0: nice it's always a lot more fun when you're um playing with pokemon with friends definitely
3: exactly We've been obsessed. I found Pokemon Monopoly I had from 1999. Oh my god. I've been playing that until 3 a.m. with like 20 people every That's day. That's
2: awesome. Um, <laughs> I had. Now, oh, I am the, the one person who's not the Pokemon fan here. Because <laughs> who knows why. But I gotta say, on the subject of something like Pokemon Monopoly, we both know they put no effort into making that game.
1: Oh
3: no. They're
2: it's just like. Cool.
3: It's like a collector's edition I got, so the pieces are actually made out of solid
2: pewter. Solid pewter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have I have a, a chess board with pieces made out of solid pewter. It cost me ten bucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's doesn't it's not as good as it sounds. I'm not
3: I'm not trying to say it's like impressive. impressive. <laughs> I'm just saying that for Pokemon Monopoly, I thought they were gonna be like plastic.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's true. But oh, but oh. but like all the all the like the properties, are they just like random Pokemon like the board rock, oh, Pikachu's the most Famous one, so no,
3: no it's you like speak to. it goes by gym leaders.
2: So there's... oh wow, that's actually like putting effort into it. I was totally not expecting that.
3: So there's since there's eight different color sections of Monopoly, then there's eight different gym leaders of the first generation. It goes Geodude and Onyx, and then Misty's Pokemon, then all the way to Needle Queen and Needle King being uh, Giovanni's gym. Yeah.
2: Huh. Yeah, that actually Instead of
3: the uh instead of the trains, the railroads, it has all four pokeballs. And then f- instead of I forgot what the other two were, but then it's Zapdos and Articuno, for whatever reason no Moltres. But ah,
0: Moltres gets hated on.
2: Cuz like when I was at the Nintendo World store last, which was I don't know, maybe half a year ago, something like that. Like they had Nintendo Monopoly. Mm-hmm. But like there was like no effort put into it at all it was just like you know like the boardwalk was mario park place was luigi (laughs) and then and then also like on the back when it listed the pieces you can play as zelda's sword (laughs) zelda has used a sword that
0: is true in um what was it twilight princess right
2: yes yeah she dropped it that's true yeah that's what she did with her sword
0: she was, yeah. The uh, Twilight Princess Elba was pretty cool, though. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, if she if she actually did stuff, then it would've been like amazing. But her contributions were like surrendering to Zant, um, doing something to save Midna, and then like creating a late. I've never
3: played Twilight Princess. My friend stole it from me and sold it. Oh
2: wow. Uh, do you actually like care about the story?
1: Yes, like, that's all. Uh, Isn't a Zelda
2: happen? I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but old Zelda. Okay, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> there is a story, but frankly, all the things I'm describing made no sense. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. She just sort of like glowed and disappeared. But then later, she was like Stop fine. That. No, actually, except I have to keep spoiling this for you because, like, at the end, Ganon like crucified her. <laughs> But, like, it wasn't creepy. It was just sort of stupid.
3: I hate everything.
2: Like, yeah, sorry. That's all. You're totally not sorry. mm, Also, the lake bed temple is annoying. And, um... He turns into a wolf.
3: (laughs) You don't say. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Link uses a sword.
0: Zelda does too, but she drops it. (laughs) Um, on the subject of, uh, you know, video game tie-in kind of board game things. Um, did any of you guys? Or, well, m- mostly Justin, because David, you said you don't really care for Pokemon that much. Um, but when you were little, did you have Pokemon Sorry? No, I
3: didn't know there was such a. thing. There is. I
0: have it in my basement. Um, I want it. it. Was it came out? I think it was after Gold and Silver. Um, Because it had, like, Lugia and Ho-Oh on the box. But it was basically just sorry with Pokemon on the pieces. uh, On the, um, yeah, on the little slider things. Um, Except there were, like, different cards that were, like, special attacks or something silly. Um, But, yeah, it was basically just sorry.
2: Yeah, when I was a kid, I loved Pokemon. But the weirdest thing, I did not even know the video games existed when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, like I I remember the Pokemon was big um, you know, when it first came out. I think I was in kindergarten. Yep. Yep. And um yeah, I you know, I was big on the the what's it called? The uh, TV show and the um you know, the cards and they had that that Burger King promotion. Do you remember that with um like the little figures and stuff?
3: Oh, you oh, about that Burger King promotion, uh something I found out Uh, Remember they gave away, like, the gold-colored pieces, like, inside the Pokeball or whatever? Yeah, I still have one. Yeah, that's actually solid 24-karat gold. What? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I remember I had the certificate for it and everything, but I was a stupid little kid, and I, you know, I took it out of the case and stuff, and now it's, like, just an awful condition.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's, like, a solid 24-karat gold piece. I read that online. I got really, really... Taken aback because I can't find mine now.
0: But, like, it came in, like, this nice, like, big Pokeball, like, kind of viewing case kind of thing. Like, and I remember throwing that case like it was an actual Pokeball.
2: Okay, I'm pretty sure I had the case, but I never actually got it from Burger King, so I just had the case.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just shocked that Burger King would, like, give away 24 karat gold to small children.
0: I, um... I don't think it like came with the meal. Um I think it was like a separate kind of promotional thing where you could buy it separately. Um I remember my grandfather had gotten it for me as a gift. Um so I d I, I don't think it was, you know, like the toy and the meal. Um but I remember it was really cool, actually. Um yep. the poly I had a, mine was the Poliwhirl.
3: I think I had a Pikachu.
0: Um but yeah, um, when I was a kid, like, I didn't have the, the games until Crystal Version came out, that was the first one, um, I had, because that, I had my, my first, um, you know, handheld was the Game Boy Advance, um, the kind of sideways looking one, um, and yeah, I got Pokemon Crystal, I, um, I, I didn't really have much experience with the first-gen games, only playing my friends. I never owned those until later. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Sari is a good time. I should take that out of my closet.
3: And Tom, I just found Pokemon Sorry on eBay, and they have a first-gen one and a crystal version one, like gold-silver. Right? Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, I have the, the second one, the the gold-silver one.
3: Yeah, fun fact for everybody, eBay has everything.
0: <laughs> eBay does, including Earthbound, which I lost a bit on very recently.
3: Uh, my friend sold his sock on eBay. Just one sock. Sold it for twenty five bucks. Wow.
2: Somebody like desperately needed to get rid of twenty five bucks. <laughs> I know. Either
0: that or they like had one sock and needed a matching sock. And we're just What
3: will I ever do?
0: Being you know, gone crazy looking for
3: and here's another thing who what kind of person searches one sock on ebay
2: yeah that's true they they could have searched a pair and they would have found a pair of socks like no one types in the sock you type in socks
0: (laughs) okay um
3: like i could just picture the person no i don't want two and then just correct their search until they get it down to one
0: (laughs) yeah you have to go out of your way to get a single sock
3: like it's so out of your way you might as well just buy two. But no, this person like went there to buy one and then evidently had a bidding war with someone else who wanted that one sock and got it up to twenty five dollars. <laughs>
0: That's pretty awesome.
3: I don't I don't get people, guys. No. That out there.
0: Um But yeah, um have you been playing anything else recently, Justin?
3: Um Dragon's Dogma which I like better than Skyrim. Hate me if you want, but I find it more challenging. You actually need to use tactics, and it's really hard. Like, when I started out, it was like Dark Souls hard. It got a little easier, but it was hard at first. Might just be me, but I don't know. Um,
0: I don't have any experience with it, but I've, I haven't i have really heard much about it, honestly. I mean, I've, I've heard the name turn around. Um,
3: no one really likes it because Capcom made it, and it's like, day one DLC that they had and stuff like that. So no one really enjoyed that. But... Yeah. Other than that, fantastic game. I like the whole system where you can, like, the pawn, like, companion that you make, you can, like, people can go in, see him or her, and can buy them using Rift Crystals. And I just recently found this out, that Rift Crystals do not get absorbed by the game. They are an in-game currency between players. So when you buy someone else's pawn... You are actually paying the Rift Crystals that you pay to the other person. It doesn't just go into the game. It goes to the other person. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. So that was like a cool way. It's like bartering system. And then you can like send gifts when you release them and send them back to the other person. So I had a lot of good times. I My pawn was good enough. I got a Wake Stone, which lets you resurrect if you die. Hmm. So I guess someone liked me.
2: <laughs> no, they liked your slave or whatever
3: yeah they like my slave <laughs> it's pretty much what they are they do whatever i want no questions asked
0: disclaimer the patch podcast does not approve of slavery <laughs>
2: <laughs> i might if it's justified
0: okay um dis- but, dis-
2: but the patch podcast does not represent the opinions of its individuals
0: that's true okay um
2: and also i was kidding
0: duh that, that that clears things up nicely. Um,
3: <laughs> so yeah, transition to time. transition.
0: Oh, okay. I guess I could go. Um, well, um, I actually was home alone for a weekend, so that meant pretty much video game binge. Um, I've been playing mostly older stuff. Um, as I I've um, been playing a lot of N sixty four lately, um, mostly. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, uh, like the first one. Um, did either you guys happen to play those games at all?
3: I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 on the GameCube. Sorry. Favorite game.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been playing that a lot. And I forgot what an, like, awesome soundtrack that game had for the time. Um, and that it had a Goldfin- Goldfinger song in it, which, uh, pretty awesome that, uh, you know, late 90s video games had Scott Punk in it, so, uh, big thumbs up there. Um, but aside from that, I've been playing a lot of the original Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo, um, I got that recently at my local game exchange, um, yeah, big time, um, (laughs) but... Um damn, that game is just really difficult. Um like I played um the Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii when that came out, um, I wanna say a couple years ago. Um
2: pretty recently.
0: Yeah. It was um I mean, one yeah. of the more recent There
2: wasn't like much fanfare around it.
0: No, I remember um it came out around the same time as the uh, GoldenEye remake for the Wii. Um
2: Which also didn't get much. No. Oh,
0: okay. I enjoyed both the games, but um but with the uh, at least with Donkey Kong Country Returns, you had you know, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong were, you know, both playable. And both of them had two hearts. Um, so they could run into, you know, two enemies before they'd, you know, run off the screen or die or whatever. Um, in the original, you get, you know, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, but just one hit and you're done. So that's a big difficulty jump there. Um, and yeah, I'm on the snow world, if that helps anyone know where I am. And I'm kind of stuck. Um.
3: That was like me jumping from Sly Cooper 2 and 3 before playing 1.
0: Oh, is that like a huge difficulty jump?
3: Yeah, Sly Cooper 1 and 2, uh, 2 and 3, you have a health bar and you can, uh, you can withstand like a certain amount of damage and then you have to go and like get a heart or go back to the safe house and heal. Sly Cooper 1, you get hit once or get discovered once, you're done. and You gotta start from the last checkpoint. Oh. So I played it, I was like, wow, this is really hard, but like I got better by playing that. And then Sly Cooper 2 and 3, when I played them again, it was like nothing.
0: Yeah. Um,. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of game series, you know, tend to dumb their games down a little bit as time goes on. But
3: people don't like difficulty; they want instant gratification. Yeah, I think. I mean... Well,
2: I, I'd like to defend it a little bit. At I least, mean, like, there is a case of dumbing down, but there, there's in some, in a lot of cases, not all cases or anything, but in a lot of cases, it's because the game has been designed better, actually.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I noticed that. I went back to playing my Game Boy Color. And I was playing, like, an old Power Rangers game that I could never progress in ever when I was a little kid, thinking, oh, now I'm older, I'll be able to do it. Nope, still fail every single time I try to play, because the game is just designed poorly. Like, the things you need are really far spread apart, and you only have eight minutes to beat every level.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, that's definitely a good point. Like, a lot of times, it is just better design that um, really just makes the game a lot more playable and That's definitely appreciated. Um, but yeah. Uh, So, Donkey Kong Country, really difficult. Um, and I'm trying to think what else I've been playing. Um, oh, Star Fox Assault. I actually picked up recently, too. Um, yeah, it's really fun. I mean, the multiplayer is fun. I remember playing that at my cousin's house all the time when I was younger. Um,
3: Tom, invite me over, I'll
0: wreck you. Dude, you probably would. <laughs> um, but yeah, the multiplayer is really fun. But, uh, you know, I played through the um, single player campaign. pretty short. Um, but that's pretty typical for Star Fox games. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a fun time.
2: There is one thing I think is undefensible, indefensible about Star Fox Assault, and that is that Star Wolf does not wear his eye patch from '64. Does he really not?
0: I didn't, um, I don't
2: No, he, I, if, if I recall correctly, I think that his, his model in Brawl is based on his design from Assault, and instead he's got, like, this eyepiece, so maybe it's, like, a patch from the future or something. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, a space patch, <laughs> space eye patch.
3: Probably, like, a patch slash targeting computer thing. Yeah. That
1: wires to him.
2: I don't know. But but you know, in sixty four he just had an eye patch, which is you know I don't know, that that's way better, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: Just kind of a more rugged look, I guess. Um, but yet
2: they probably just try
3: to make it look more futuristic. Mm.
2: Yeah, but I still can't forgive it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, some some things can't be forgiven, but sometimes you just have to draw a line. Um
3: some people just want to watch the world burn. Oh did um,
0: I know, Justin, you saw it with me. Um, David, did you happen to see Batman?
2: I'm afraid I haven't. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, no. It's to... okay. Just uh... Sorry,
3: but not my favorite. Hmm? Not my favorite Batman. I preferred well, one with Joker way better. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think it's anybody's favorite Batman. No,
0: it was um, definitely a good...
2: But cause it, cause it, it's everybody knew on some level that it totally couldn't top the Dark Knight. No. Um. But uh, but from what I said, it turned out well.
0: Enough. Yeah, it's really good, kind of closure to the trilogy, I guess. Um, it didn't feel like a letdown or anything.
3: Um, I just didn't like how they portrayed Bane.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really true to the comics. Um, and without getting into spoilers or anything, but I mean, just his personality was completely different, and just the way he was portrayed was really strange compared to the comics and really every other medium he's been portrayed in. Um, I mean, it was still good, but just different. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, uh, Star, Star Fox Assault was good. Um,
2: <laughs> right, Star Fox Assault, we were talking about that.
0: Yep. Um, this is basically Tangent, the podcast, but that's okay. Uh, did someone say Spider-Man?
3: Hmm? Did someone say Spider-Man? Uh-huh.
2: Nope. Nobody said it, and, and I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it in theaters.
3: Yeah, me
0: neither. My um, my brother did that. He said he wasn't a huge fan.
2: Um,
3: I, that totally just worked.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just derailed this with Spider-Man. I can't believe that actually worked in real life.
2: <laughs> well, you, my friend, are genius. Um, but we keep going. Oh yeah, great.
0: Right. So yeah, Star Fox <laughs> Assault. Uh, not much else to say about it, I guess. Um, and what else have I been playing? I've been playing Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga for the Game Boy Advance. Um, have either of you fine gentlemen played that game?
2: I have not. I'm, I've played the other two uh, Mario and Luigi, um, and they're both you know fantastic. Um, I haven't really
3: played any Mario games, ever. (laughs) Call me a heretic.
2: I don't know. Um, Super Mario 64?
3: Nope.
2: No? That is kind of heretical.
3: Yeah. I could...
2: But I I didn't play Ocarina of Time until I got a 3DS.
3: I didn't play it until my friend bought it on eBay and I stole it from (laughs) him.
0: I didn't finish it until I got the 3DS one.
2: Um, I Yeah, and and once I got it on 3DS, I was like, okay, I understand why people who played this when they were a kid think that this is, you know, the greatest game ever. I mean, like, I can say, this is not the greatest game ever, but, you know, the greatest game ever is a pretty lofty position. Mm-hmm. Um, and. It's still, I I, and I can't. It's too bad I can't think of specifics when I say this, but I really feel like there are things it did that other, uh, that some of the other Zelda games haven't done or haven't done as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, like just like the appearance of some of the dungeons, like the Forest Temple, it had like indoor parts and outdoor parts, and you know, it was just kind of like. That sort of stuff doesn't happen on a lot in Zelda dungeons. Yeah. Just, like, little things like that.
0: Yeah, the Forest Temple was really neat. Um, yeah. Just really kind of a creepy atmosphere to it, too. Um,
3: if you want to talk creepy atmosphere in Zelda games, Majora's Mask.
0: Yeah, that, that whole game is just creepy.
3: <laughs> That's one of my favorites, just because it's really difficult. Like, it actually challenged me. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I've actually never finished that game.
1: Um. I'm
3: on the Water Temple right now. Ugh. I just got there to the Water Temple, and I was like, you know what? I don't feel like playing any farther.
0: Yeah, I feel like (laughs) when I replay Zelda games, I usually end up getting to the Water Temple and stopping. Um.
2: Which, I have to say, one good thing about Skyward Sword, Water Temple was very good. Yes. And actually, speaking of creepy the the basement of the water temple was was amazing yeah
0: i was i was really you know surprised by that and it was really good i mean with i don't think it's really getting too spoilerish but i mean the those zombie orc kind of things were or uh, goblin little guys were pretty creepy um especially that one part where you're climbing the spider web or whatever
2: yeah except actually i have a funny thing to say about that so so, for anybody who doesn't know it or doesn't remember it, um, th- when you're in, like, the, 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 the water temple is called the ancient cistern. So, it's just, like, this place full of pure water. Uh, a lot of, there's, like, in terms of architecture, there's, there's like, a lot of lotus designs. And uh, they actually uh, draw uh, a number of things from, like, Buddhist artistry, mm-hmm. just, just generally, which is actually the point of the basement. Because uh, the, the basement is at you know at the base underneath the statue, and the basement is hell. Um, and you know like all the water is poisonous, and there is these uh, the zombies, which uh, honestly they're kind of silly, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and 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 then there's this particular part, and to get out, there's like this this rope, which I don't know, it might even have been made out of bones, I don't know, but but you have to climb it to get out, and then as you're climbing. And you kind of see this coming from a mile away, at least I did. I don't know. Everybody sees something, and another thing's taken by surprise. But then some of these, you know, these zombie—I um, think they are bokoblins, but whatever. The, the zombie guys start, you know, climbing up after you, and then, you know, you get out safely, and it's okay. But um, but then I, uh, I, I didn't, like—I I made a mistake, and I didn't, like, open the easy way to get— uh, or didn't like open the way to get where I was supposed to go, and then I like jumped off the platform, and I realized I'd have to go all the way through again because I hadn't, you know, opened the way for myself. Mm-hmm. So then, so then I had to go through the whole scenario again, climbing up the rope with the zombies after me, and there's was like, so so are you guys just waiting for me every time, yeah. And it was it, it had less it it was just funny that.
0: Yeah, I I was I, I thought that was one of my favorite parts in the game though. I don't know. Um, I mean, the zombies were really silly looking, but like, just there were a lot of them climbing up after you. Like, it was uh, yeah. really felt the pressure to get up there. Um,
2: yeah, there were a lot of great, great things about that temple actually, and you know, it's, it's funny because it's the water temple, and instead of being the worst dungeon in the entire game, it might have been the best. Yeah, um, I agree. The only thing was the the whip. It didn't didn't work out quite like I hoped it would. Yeah. Um, I'd hoped it was just going to be a, re- a replacement for the hook shot, because because um, that's what it was in um, in uh, uh, not Spirit Tracks. Yeah. Um, it was Spirit Tracks did a good, a pretty good job of introducing some new items, and so then the whip was a combination of the hook shot, the grappling hook. And, um, and, and, you know, it was just a whip as a, a weapon. Right. Um, so that so they were able to make an item that, that did new things. And instead, the, the whip was really just the, kind of like the grappling hook. And then you got, and then you got the claw shot again later. Um, but let's see, there was actually a point to what I was saying. Yeah, it was one of the, aside from the whip, it was a fantastic dungeon. And, um... And then the boss of, of the dungeon is like is like the breakout boss for uh, for that game, like you know that that one boss that everybody loves. Yeah,
0: I forgot what its name was, but it was it was a cool boss. Calacto. Uh,
2: yeah, and it you know it's this big machine uh, like. It's like, I mean, it's not actually Shiva, but it is like this multi-armed statue with a bunch of swords. And the weirdest thing was it had so many forms. Yeah. Like, you kept on expecting it to die, and it didn't die. <laughs> it, you, you know, you just broke it more and more, and it just did something else. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm okay.
0: And if I remember correctly, you, like, used the whip to, like, kind of rip its arms out and, yeah. like, take the swords from it.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was actually possible to, like, like you didn't actually have to take the swords. I think I'm, but, I, but I'm not sure. I did. I, I probably wouldn't have been able to beat it without doing it without if, if it was possible to do it without stealing its swords. It was, it was, it's, that was another thing about Skyward Sword. It was, it was more difficult um, than Twilight Princess or Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Despite the fact that I am a minority who did not like Skyward Sword at all. Uh, uh, I like the fact that it was more difficult and I like the ancient system.
0: I actually really liked Skyward Sword. I feel like people kind of... I don't know, didn't give it really much of a chance. Um, I mean, I, I love when people did play it and still um, you know, didn't really care for it. But um, I thought it was a decent game. Um, I think Wind Waker is still my favorite Zelda, to be honest.
2: Never played Wind Waker? I... That's not so heretical. I mean, whatever. I mean, fine. If you don't play Glenville game, whatever. Of course, you didn't play Twilight Princess either.
1: Um, But that wasn't my fault.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true.
2: Did you play Skyward Sword? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, I would say that's okay. Tom would say that's not okay. Um, Well,
3: because I heard it was bad, so I didn't. That was why.
2: You heard it was bad? Did anyone ever say that it was bad?
3: I heard Skyward Sword was bad. I forgot from who, but I heard it was bad.
2: Like so. I thought the only person who said it was bad was Gotzi on zero punctuation and he says everything's bad, so
0: I haven't really heard people say it's bad as much as just it's not good. I and mean, kinda
3: Yeah, that's what it was. Just like it wasn't the best Zelda games, like if you really don't feel like you need to play it, don't really bother. Yeah. I
0: think I was talking yeah, I about guess. Mario and Luigi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes,
2: those are also good games. Yes, or those are actually good games, as opposed to Skyward Sword. <laughs> or depending on who's talking. Yeah. God, we haven't
3: even touched upon what Dave's been
0: playing. Though <laughs> no, I know this is gonna be a long one, long first episode. Um, but you know, here we're talking about stuff you know. at least.
2: Some people love long podcasts. They have time. It's funny because at
3: the like, like this is going to be a short one at the very beginning. And,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, other people are like, oh, God, a podcast, that's more than an hour. I don't have that much time for something. I don't know. I, I'm like, yeah, make six-hour podcasts. Yeah, I per- I'll come back to it later. I
0: personally love long podcasts um, mostly because I work in a library, um mostly most of my time is shelving books and i can listen to my ipod during it so having new podcasts to listen to is always nice um but yeah mario luigi (laughs) good um great game um i don't think there's been a mario rpg that i haven't thoroughly enjoyed though
2: um the closest one to one that I didn't enjoy was Super Paper Mario, and I still like Super Paper
0: Mario. You know,
2: and I don't know if that entirely counts as an RPG. Yeah. But you level up, so it's close enough.
0: Um, I actually didn't play Super Mario RPG because I heard that it took away a lot of the RPG elements. Um,
2: or Super Paper Mario? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. And, um, and I would say that the first couple chapters actually um, aren't that great, like in in terms of playing them. Mm -hmm. Like, they they don't do all that much exciting stuff, but then at the end they do all sorts of cool stuff. Um, And I think that um, uh, in terms of story, it's probably the best Final Fantasy story ever. (laughs) With the possible exception of 7. But yeah, like 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 sometime I want somebody to you know make some sort of like Sephiroth versus Kafka argument, and then they decide that the winner is Count Black.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um...
2: But 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 like I mentioned this because he wants to destroy the world, and and that is sort of what most offensive villains want to do.
0: Yeah, basically.
3: Kingdom Hearts.
0: Oh, have either of you guys?
2: That is also a game that I have not played. Uh, what? Oh my god. I'm count- Rather similar to every single Final Fantasy game in that respect, in that I have not played them.
3: I haven't played Final Fantasy, but I loved Kingdom Hearts. That was like my favorite series.
2: Um, I remember...
3: That's the reason I bought a PS3, was to wait for Kingdom Hearts 3.
2: Yeah, good luck on the bat. Shut <laughs> up. You should probably buy a PS4 too, and maybe pre-order the PlayStation 5, just to be safe. It might come out for that. Maybe.
0: Um, I've I played the first. I mean, played part of the first one. Um, I, I mean I've never owned a PS two, but um, I played it at my friend's house and stuff. Pretty fun. Um, and really great if you're a kind of Disney file. So. Um. Those games were neat. Um, and I think I'm basically done with. I mean, I've been spent way too much time on what I've been playing. Um, so, Dave, would you like to go?
2: Sure. And good news, I haven't been playing anything. Except was what I was thinking. And then I realized that I guess I, I, I had i played. Um, I've been playing a bit of RuneScape, which um, which I hadn't played. I think I played some at the start of senior year, but but haven't played it at all since then. And I've been playing, I've, I've realized that uh, I've sort of reached the limit. Um, well, not quite, but I've, even in the short time that I've played, I've come close to reaching the limit of all the things that you can meaningfully accomplish without becoming a member and paying for it. Because um, c- like, when I played when I was younger, I didn't realize how I didn't... It wasn't apparent to me how much I was being hedged in on, like, uh, what options and things that I could could do if I was a member that were, you know, not available to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, like, all, all skills go to 99, but, like, when you're not a member, like, you can pretty much stop leveling most of them at, like, 40 or 50. Um, and and one thing that RuneScape now does a very good job of, of as long as you're a member... Uh, they, they sprinkle, like, new new things that you're able to get through, like, all the levels. Um, uh, so in because, you know, like, a lot of games, like, once you reach a certain point, then you're no longer able to do anything new with your levels, but you're able to do stuff better. Or maybe not even that. You just level them up more because you can. But, like, RuneScape actually gave you um, a number of things as you progress to higher levels. If you remember, (laughs)
0: um, I'm um actually not familiar with Runescape. Um, but like being a member, you mean um a paid member, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. You you play it for it's it's um the world's only popular browser based MMO.
1: Um,
2: so you can play it for free, and you've got um like when when you first start out when you're playing for free, you don't you don't see any limitations at all. Um, but as you um, start playing a little bit more you realize actually that members or free players are only playing on like a quarter of the world map. Uh. Um, um anyway, it's it used to be five <coughs> players a month, and I think it's more now. But then you get all these various features. Actually there's much more than there used to be because um, they're I guess they're really trying to push players to be members so they like shower members with free items and stuff Hmm. um like like now like for this summer i think only they've got this weird thing where like you get um like this this mini game that like once a day you get to spin this wheel and then it'll hand you an item but more than half of the items are members items um items that only members can use so then even if you're a free player you won this members item. Become a member to claim it, <laughs> um, and then um, and then also members get extra spins and all sorts of stuff. Um, so they're just and and like the ultra rare prizes, like the like the ultimate rare prize is like the most powerful sword in the game, or at least it was a couple of years ago. I don't know if it still is. Um, so they're just like throwing free items at members. Hmm. All right. Um... Uh. Other than RuneScape, I have been playing one other thing, actually. I've been playing a lot of Dueling Network, um, which is uh, a fantastic um, free uh, online Yu-Gi-Oh! dueling uh, game. Uh, it's on duelingnetwork.com. Flash. And I don't care if you don't play Yu-Gi-Oh! I want you to go on there right now, build a deck of 60 random cards, and then go and challenge someone and annoy the heck out of them. <laughs> I um, and <coughs> oh no, go ahead. No, no, I, all I was gonna say is that's all I played.
0: Oh, okay. I um, I never, you know, I never got into RuneScape, but I never got into Yu Gi Oh! either. Um, is it, is it like a just basically an online, you know, card simulator? And
2: yeah, it's the, they take the the card game and then you can play it online. Okay, there's um, Konami, the you know, the game that makes mm-hmm. it, they actually did make. Uh, a little Yu-Gi-Oh online and I think it's still going, but um but you had to pay for it and like no one used it. It was pretty bad actually. But there are actually a, a number, like five or more um fan made uh dueling uh programs. But the, the the challenge of them being that the that they haven't, you know, programmed in the rules. The cards don't um, you know, work by themselves, you have to say you know, this card, um, you know, destroys your monster. So you have to send the monster to the graveyard of the game doesn't just, you know, send it to the graveyard for you. So then people argue about rules and what a card does, and then you call an admin and wait for 10 minutes for the <laughs> admin to arrive. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, I, um, I never played Yu-Gi-Oh!, but it sounds like a program I know um for Pokemon card game. Um, it was called Red Shark, I think. Um, I used it a few years back. I haven't really used it ever since. Um, but I've heard that Magic actually has a pretty good official um, online service. Although, I think you have to pay for cards like the same price you would for physical copies.
2: Oh, well, I, I doubt it's the same price, but maybe it is. But yeah, paying for cards. I think that was the thing that you had to do in Yu-Gi-Oh! Online. Like, you might have actually had to like, buy packs and stuff. And was like, well, well, no. Then I would just be playing in real life.
0: Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if it was—I don't remember, you know, if it was exactly the same price, but um, it was the same idea. You you bought electronic packs, and I thought that was really, you know, interesting.
2: I mean, I guess interesting, but also, um, like, kind of not very nice. Like, like in a single player game that works and I know because there are plenty of videos in the player games, um, because then you're not just like, you have all the choices. Oh, okay, I'll just make a deck. But instead, you just have to make a deck to get together mm. or with what you have at the moment. And then, you, you know, you start making decks that otherwise you wouldn't make, because if you have access to all the cards, then you're going to use, um, then, then you're going to just use a couple of decks that are... You know, more powerful than the others because those always exist. Mm-hmm. And also, when your card pool is limited, then you don't in, then you don't immediately jump to the cards that are in every single deck um, because you don't have them. Like, you know, if if I was building a deck, and I don't know, you're probably familiar with at least some of these cards. If I couldn't uh, automatically put in one monster reborn, one dark hole, one heavy storm, and two torrential tribute then that's five spaces I would have put in something else. Mm -hmm. You know, some random weird card that could do something cool, but, you know, isn't quite as effective, isn't as useful in as many situations. So it's fun in that way.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: but then when you're, when you're playing against other people online, then, um, then, you know, it's just the person who's either has the most money or has been playing the longest. Yeah. Um, and if it's the person who has the most money, then you should just be playing in a tournament.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, the the I like the idea for the um, the single player idea. I mean, getting people to use you know cards that they wouldn't normally use. I, de- I definitely think that's an interesting idea. I like that, but um, it doesn't really seem like it would make as much sense uh, for online multiplayer.
2: So do you promise to go on Dueling Network, make a deck of 60 random cards, challenge somebody, even though you don't know the rules and then annoy the hell out of you?
0: Um, Depending on how bored I get um, this week, (laughs) it's a definite possibility.
2: If you're really bored, you could read the Yu-Gi-Oh! rule book. That's boring. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. No, but but then when you finish reading it at the end you get this horrified feeling when you realize that there are some rules of the game that aren't in the rulebook. Oh, God. <laughs> I think they, they've done a better job recently. they started improving that. But there are particular rules, like, in the damage step, which is this tiny increment of space right before, uh, you know, when two monsters battle, when it's actually calculated who wins the battle, uh, uh, that certain cards can be activated then not others and then and then when you've got optional effects like there are particular chances when like the, the um the, the chance that you would have to activate them disappears because something else is going on in that moment but only under particular circumstances and in particular wordings of the card wow. and of course if the card was made several years ago when they didn't have text down and maybe even though the card looks like it should or shouldn't not be able to be activated at that time, it can anyway.
0: Oh, it's very complicated sounding.
2: Yeah, because unlike Magic, uh, which, which, you know, had all this down, Yu-Gi-Oh! was started out, li- literally started, uh, it was literally created in, you know, the original manga when Kazuki um, Takahashi was writing Yu-Gi-Oh! as he, um, he wanted to have the characters playing Magic. But that, but, uh, copyright law is slightly different in, um, in Japan. So you actually can't, uh, put, uh, <sighs> you, you can't just like mention other people's products without permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so he just made up this ca- card game on some sort of magic knockoff in one night. And then, uh, but then when Yu-Gi-Oh became popular, um, uh, it actually wasn't Konami at the time. I was somebody else. Bandai, I think, released you know a card game uh, for people to play, and then it's evolved from there and become a completely different game. Um, because like if you if you actually like look at the game as it was originally created, it's just, it, there's no strategy whatsoever. Mm. Just like whoever it, whoever has the strongest monster somewhere in their deck will win yeah. eventually and and because there were like like when he was originally created it there was like practically no spell cards or trap cards or anything like that and no monsters had any effects so so really it was just the person with the strongest monster in the deck would win hmm. or he, he actually did have like the this this idea of a like a field of different terrains and then monsters you know would give a little bit of a bonus on a particular terrain but if you had it, 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 you know, if you had the monster sitting on the right terrain, the strongest monster when sitting on a particular terrain still win. Mm-hmm. So there was, was really just nothing to the game, and they made it look like there was something. Hmm. And, and then eventually there was, so giving monsters effects, or or things like effects. Like there was that just this one episode where it's like, oh, machine type monsters are completely immune to magic and magical attacks. <sighs> really they are okay
0: is that um was that referenced in Yu-Gi-Oh! bird Series? because i do remember what i watched that um while yeah,
2: there. I, I don't remember if he if he mentioned that in that episode because uh, i think in that episode he might have like crunched all the um all the quarterfinal duels in duelist kingdom into one episode mm-hmm. um so i don't remember know how much of that uh you know how much of that duel he mentioned. How much of it he mentioned that? You no, know, wait, what machine type <laughs> monsters and how just immune to magic? I mean, that doesn't make sense. Um, actually, if we want to keep talking about this, there's this there's this, in a particular episode of this show um, when Joey duels My Valentine, <laughs> um, which is a horrible name. <laughs> oh God. But, um, you know, she uses the harpies, which are flying monsters. And then in, in like, in the dub, in the, in the version that we all saw, like, they're fighting, and Yugi just says, Joey, don't you remember? Flying monsters automatically beat non-flying monsters. Or, you know, he doesn't actually say that, but that's basically what he means. I think
0: I remember so like, wait. hearing about that, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> what? They do? Why don't I just have, like, a deck full of, like sparrows or something <laughs> and then i beat everyone yeah. but but i actually happened to watch the japanese episode and, and what it was is that um flying monsters when they battle a ground-based monster it ignores that little terrain bones let
0: uh-huh.
2: that a monster gets for standing on a particular terrain like warriors got like a bonus for being on the planes so joey's monster whatever got a bonus on that particular dual field but then um the harvey got to ignore that bonus because it was flying and if you're flying you're special i guess i don't know
3: <laughs> i have no idea what's going on right now me neither just just
2: just just assume that it's amazing Assu- just you're you're entertained and this is amazing you just don't know it yet
3: like i kind of blacked out for a little
0: bit <laughs> i'm just trying to absorb it <laughs>
2: Okay, maybe maybe the world's minds are not yet advanced enough for a game invented in one night by one Japanese guy. <laughs>
0: it's definitely an interesting story, though. All
2: right. Now, what were we talking about? Um. No, we got to this because I mentioned that I was playing Dueling Network. Um, and then we just started talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. And I'm the only person who ever actually played Yu-Gi-Oh! just making this a strange conversation. (laughs) And then uh, Tom had at least watched the Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged, and I imagine some of the original show. Um, So we could sort of talk about that. But then that sort of dissolved,
1: too. (laughs)
0: So um, I guess this is kind of
2: a now you know what we've been planning. yeah
0: a very seamless segue into um, kind of news ish like what's been going on in the uh, gaming world. But yes, we're gonna have to segue into news. Um, so we have a few um, different things that we uh, kind of highlighted here. Um, so does anyone have any story that they'd like to kind of start with? Um, that they found interesting or anything
2: um, well in releases we have Kingdom Hearts 3D which deserves mentioning because does anybody know what the 3D stands for
0: oh it's something really like convoluted like Dream Drop Distance or something Dream right?
2: Drop Distance very good dream you drop. got
1: it <laughs> uh,
2: Dream Drop I love that name mm-hmm. I mean other people hate that name but that is that is such an anime name it
0: really is
2: and, and like not just the the dream drop distance part but the fact that they shorten it into 3D yeah is such an anime thing
0: <laughs> um oh. and and,
2: uh, and that is the only thing that's important about Kingdom Hearts 3D <clears throat>
0: yeah i haven't played anything since the um the first one so it should be interesting, though. I think I'm gonna end up playing it eventually. So, um. Halo
2: Four. Actually, hang on, just a moment. That's unethical naming because, well, it may be 3D. It is not Kingdom Hearts Three.
3: Right. No, that's what threw me off. I saw the three and almost had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. All right. So Halo Four. I need to. I need to get out my rusty old Halo jokes. <laughs> I don't think i have any i think all i have is that if samus and master she fought samus would win hmm. i think that's all i have
3: i don't i don't really think that that's totally uh totally accurate
2: it actually is but...
3: how so i'd love to hear this explanation
2: well let's see first of all i said it i'm always right um second of all um actually you would have to establish like a ton of ground rules like like, what weaponry do they have? Like, you, you can't just say who would win. Because, like, who would win in a fist fight? Master Chief would probably win because he has enhanced strength. Except that he has not demonstrated significant martial arts in the games. Although he is, in fact, capable of them. Hmm. You you, see, you, you can't just go in and 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 discuss this without without thinking everything through.
3: This is true. It's... So what you're saying is, is that it doesn't even matter because it'll never happen.
2: Actually, it did happen. Somebody did make a video of uh, Samus, and, where Samus and Master Chief a very high quality one, and Samus one. Um, but they took uh, a number of uh, liberties with the um, canon of both Metroid and Halo. Huh. one of them being that um, one of them being that at the time it was made you'd never actually seen under Master Chief's helmet and it turned out Master Chief was a girl of course
3: <laughs> yeah that's not true either no one knows what Master Chief is because it's supposed to be a portrayal of you can project yourself onto the character because there, there's like no say of what he looks like or what he is so basically you could be master chief because you can project yourself onto his personality because that's all he is is a personality he doesn't even that doesn't even really talk that much
1: so yeah I, that's but, supposed to be i
2: would say clever things because <laughs> see uh, see see it only works if it's actually a silent protagonist
0: uh, Gordon Freeman.
2: Which is why Sorry. he doesn't talk that much. but he doesn't talk that much, but he does talk. because He does. He's by a company other than Nintendo. Yeah. And only Nintendo has silent podcasts. Oh my
3: die. god. I didn't know that this was a Nintendo podcast.
2: It is a Nintendo podcast. Not really, but sort of. <sighs> Am I the only one that. No, just, I, I just mentioned that because. No, I just mentioned. It was made by a company other than Nintendo because Nintendo is the only company that will still have games with voice acting and still have a silent protagonist.
0: Except in um, Metroid: Other M.
2: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. But but I was specifically thinking of Corruption. Yeah. Um, where Samus doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. And and. Then the voice acting is probably actually better in corruption. Um, Wait, are we still comparing Samus to Master Chief? No, now we're discussing Metrid Prime 3 and Metraid Other M. Um I think actually on the subject of Other M, does everyone agree that Other M would be improved if the game was exactly the same, except the main character was Master Chief?
3: I'm gonna go ahead and say that I've never played the other M, so there we go.
2: Well, then I should recommend a video to you. Um so you don't have to play it. Somebody else will play it for you. Actually they won't even play it for you. They'll just watch Metroid Other M theater mode. Yeah. Because was the game the gameplay is so unimportant that the game will actually actually hands you a theater mode after you beat the game.
0: Yeah, it was just so, like all the cutscenes in a it, row, right?
2: Yeah. And and like bridged by like a little bit of gameplay, like when he's fighting a boss, there's gameplay. And then there, every once in a while, there are these silly scenes where Samus is just like running down a hallway, <laughs> and and it makes her running animation seem even weirder because you know it's she she moves really fast. I, I think cause it's made by Team Ninja, and it's, it's it's supposed to be sort of like the same like high speed they're doing their games. I don't know. I've never played a Team Ninja game, but um. But then it looks really awkward when she's just like running down this completely linear corridor at like super speed. It's like, why are you running so fast? You're not going anywhere. <laughs> and, and of course, it works in games; you just want to get to places quickly. But then it looks silly when you watch it in the movie. Yeah. Um. So anyway, you just go, you just go and watch "Character Assassination Authorized," um, where uh, you can watch the movie, and have two annoying people commentate over it
1: for you. Oh, God. So
2: it's like Mystery Science Theater 2000. But actually, they're, they're, actually they're great. <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, uh, I went on TV Tropes one day and learned the entire history of Let's Plays, uh, which is very easy because they started in 2006. Um, and it's done by, like, one of the first Let's players in, in all of history. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, the history of let's um, plays it's interesting
2: um so yeah, you just go watch that, understand everything um you will understand the depth and beauty of Sakamoto's vision, and I don't remember his first name, but you will understand the depth and beauty of Sakamoto's vision, the true Metroid, the true Aran. and is Aaron or Aran, I don't care. <laughs> Um, Okay,
3: that answers that, (laughs) basically.
2: Actually, I suppose another caveat, I will say that Master Chief could probably beat Samus in Other M. If only because Samus in Other M never actually accomplishes anything that affects the story in any way, so she therefore by definition would not be able to beat Master Chief (laughs) because beating Master Chief would be affecting the story of this fakie mythos that we just made up.
3: Yeah. I Wait I, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Master Chief actually does stuff though. Yeah. Exactly. Master Chief is like Ramirez. He just does everything.
0: Yeah, so Master Chief would definitely uh wipe the floor with uh other M Samus. Um did you
3: But anyway, Halo four, really excited about it. Not excited about the multiplayer though, because Reach multiplayer was not my favorite. I felt they overcomplicated it. But I'm excited to see that the BR is coming back, and I can't wait for four we- weapons because I just can't wait for the story. Like I'm just really excited. Um,
0: yeah, I'm pretty excited for you know Halo Four too. Um, although I won't really have a way to play it until probably the summer after you know this year. Yeah. Um, because I'm leaving my Xbox at home. Um, but
3: I'm probably just gonna say that I'm just gonna play the storyline of. Halo 4, and do co-op storyline, any achievements I feel like in it, and I will still use Halo 3 for my Halo multiplayer needs, as I do to this day.
2: All right, let let me make sure one thing with you. Okay, I want to make sure that you understand that Halo's story is stupid. You can like it, but you need to understand, but I want to make sure that you know that it's stupid.
3: All video game stories are really stupid.
2: I would say that that is more true than it should be, but... I would say that it's not stupid. That, that, I mean, that, that's not true.
3: Give me a not stupid one.
2: Um, Pac-Man World <laughs> 2.
3: I can't even debate that with you because I didn't even know that that was a thing.
2: Okay, let me explain the story. Okay, so in the Pac Village at night, the four ghosts come into the town to cause mischief. And then in the center of the town, there's a tree with a bunch of golden fruit. And they pick all the golden fruit and they start like playing around with it. But it turns out that under the tree was this ancient evil ghost named Spooky who then takes control of the other ghosts and he's going to like destroy all of Pac-Man. So then Pac-Man has to go and recover each of the golden fruits from the other ghosts and then defeat Spooky. Now how's that (laughs) for a storyline? You definitely
3: just proved my point. I don't know, Justin. I find that that whether stupid or not it's mostly just the set pieces like how in assassins creed it is like a stupid story but it's like it's intriguing i like that they add a bit of conspiracy to the actual like historical events and stuff like that so that's that's really how i like that and then you know there's a lot of open world elements to it and you can explore but it's really when you get into the levels and you see the set pieces and how they created it camera angles how much detail they put into it that's really when you're like wow and you kind of just realize like how much it is but of course there always is a beauty and simplicity as well
1: Hmm.
2: so um all right but can i run one thing past you i don't remember halo 3's story mostly because i didn't play it from what I gathered, the Covenant were trying to find a thing that would lead them to a thing, that would lead them to a thing, that would let them do something? Am I, am I like, like summarized it at least to a small degree?
3: No, they were searching for the t- cartographer, which leads them to right. the Halo Ring.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And the, the Well, they were already on the Halo Ring, but what Mass Chief was trying to do, and the whole UNSC was trying to do, was find the cartographer, which is a big map that locates, like, has all the Well, then it wouldn't be ha- a cartographer,
2: loc- it would be a cartograph. But continue. Well,
3: it was called the cartographer, because it was a program that created
1: Oh. That.
3: Okay. The program is called the cartographer. And so you go there, and it basically details where everything is, and you have to find the halo ring, and you basically fight your way there, because there are three halo rings that you land on. And the Halo Rings are like weapons of mass destruction. And you right. get to fire that. the Halo Ring to destroy the Flood because it's an infectious race and it's going to destroy all, le- all living uh, creatures. So you need to destroy the Flood. So you fire off the Halo Ring. But the only thing is it wipes out all life within like the solar system or that it's in or whatever. So it's very dangerous. And it needs like, a lot of prep time. And then in the very end... There's not enough time to prepare it, so you end up just blowing up the entire thing to kind of just destroy everything.
2: Okay. I feel the like... Covenant,
3: covenant's trying to stop you from doing that because to them the Halo Rings are sacred. The Covenant is basically the religious extremists w- with their alien religion. That's all it right. is. Their uh, leaders so are the prophets. <laughs>
2: I feel like there was a couple more hoops that you needed to jump through. No, no, no.
3: Oh, I don't just, care. That's, <laughs> just, the general, that's okay. just the general thing. They pick up immediately where the previous game left off. So it's not like you can really tell the story of one game. The whole series is one continuous story. Sure. That you have to play through. You really have to play it to understand it.
2: Or failing that. You really need to let's play it to understand. <laughs> there you go.
0: Um, but Justin, you didn't you didn't care for reaches um on multiplayer at all.
3: I didn't because I enjoyed Halo Three so much, and it was like a change, and I was open for the change. Like I played the beta, the multiplayer beta, like crazy, and I loved it. But then when I got the actual, like game, the stuff that they did in the beta that everyone loved, that kind of changed it because like some things were overpowered and other things weren't, and they, like, tinkered it around with it, and I didn't really like it. It added elements that Halo was not really known for. I mean, Halo had gone through three games with, like, the same gameplay, and everybody loved it. And then they changed it all of a sudden, and it added these elements that were just strange to see the Halo game like that. It just didn't really appeal to me as much to be able to sprint in a Halo game, which, granted, it was really helpful. But stuff like the longer assassinations where you pull out a knife and stab someone, it's like it's and that would just trigger automatically sometimes so normal assassination you hit them once they're down, and with this one, you grab them and it's like a whole animation that you do and when you're playing online, you need that time to like get away from someone if there's another person there.
2: So yeah, I was going to say that if it you just want to make hit sense someone. To up,
3: you don't have to yeah, go away. and shoot. You can't do that because it's, it's forcing you to go through the whole animation. And while you're doing that animation, you can be shot and killed mid-animation. Or worse. like Well, I mean, not necessarily worse, but someone can actually steal your kill
0: while you're assassinating them.
3: Yeah. Someone could do that, and you don't actually pull out the knife till about halfway through the animation. If someone kills you before you stab the person, they're still alive. Yeah. The So that stuff like that kinda ruined it for me in the DMR, uh, instead of the battle rifle, I didn't enjoy. And also every time you fired the crosshair got bigger, and if you fired too much, the crosshair would get really big and it would have no accuracy, which never happened in a Halo game before.
0: It um I, I definitely um I mean the assassinations thing was just kinda supposed to be flashy, but it was pretty stupid but um,
3: it was supposed to be like if you really wanted to upset someone that was like the new form of teabagging was to get knifed in the throat like that yeah
0: but um i actually um really liked some of the um suit mechanics i don't remember the actual name for them but um the uh, sprinting definitely uh it's gameplay a lot which because nice. that's honestly one of the problems i had with um halo 3 halo 3 was the first one that i played but um honestly it just felt really really slow to me um as far as just i mean you know getting around the these maps and some of these maps are quite quite big um yeah
3: but then it's like hey guys let me strap on my jetpack
1: like
0: yeah um i wasn't as big of a fan of the jetpack like i thought you know at first it sounded like a fun idea Armor
3: lock is okay but if like i've been in games where everybody has armor lock and it's like impossible
0: yeah, they, they, um, did tweak that for Halo 4, I saw. They had, um, it's like a shield, but it's only in one direction, so that
3: seems a lot less
0: kind of broken.
3: Because armor lock, it deflects grenades. I threw a sticky at someone, he armor locked it, flew back at me, and I died. Yep, and it, um, if you're you're close enough, when they come out of armor lock,
2: it takes your yeah, shield. Yeah, EMPs your away.
0: shield. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was broken, I thought, personally, but, um. And then I, I wasn't a fan of the, uh, what's it called, um, the the cloaking, um, power.
3: Yeah, because when you move, it didn't do anything. It's you stayed cloaked. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was easier when you had like the one cloaking power up on the whole map, mm-hmm. and if you got it, you were lucky. And if you moved, you came out of it. You had to be very slow and steady and stealthy with it. You couldn't just run around like a bat out of hell.
0: Yeah um
3: but i mean i definitely loved the it was like small things that kind of ruined it for me so i'm not going to really play the multiplayer in halo 4 i'm just going to do focus on story mostly yeah they they
0: do have sprinting in um halo 4 though right yeah they've okay thank god
3: it's 343 of course it's going to be sprinting. yeah um black ops 2 i know it's a rehash but i'm i'm really only buying it for the zombies like I don't even say I'm buying Black Ops Two. I'm buying New Zombies.
0: Um, yeah, I I don't know if I'll buy Black Ops Two. Um, I you know I've bought a few Call of Duties in the fat last few years, and I feel dirty after I buy
1: one.
3: I didn't touch Modern Warfare Three, so I don't feel dirty. I have enough dirt left over that I can I can buy Black Ops Two and not feel anything.
0: Yeah.
2: Must have been the feeling I got when I bought Super Mario Galaxy Two. Only, probably not as pronounced.
0: No, not. I'm sure it wasn't nearly as pronounced. I actually enjoyed Mario Galaxy Two personally. Um,
2: oh yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch. You know, it was just like Super Mario Galaxy, except they did more stuff, mm-hmm. and and there were some really great levels. But. Um, uh, let's see, I was, I was actually thinking, weirdly enough, I was thinking about the things I didn't think about Super Mario Galaxy 2 last night. <laughs> um, and probably the, most, the worst thing was that Yoshi is no fun to use. Um, I don't know, did, did anyone else enjoy uh, writing Yoshi? Um,
0: I don't remember him really being in it all that much. I mean, he was well, in a yeah, few... That,
2: I guess that was another thing. He was in there more than, like, in New Super Mario Bros. Yeah, yeah Bros.
0: that's true, because he was in, like... I feel like, three levels maybe in New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Um,
2: yeah, I think it was literally that much. Yeah. It, and, like, you know, like, I went in playing. I was like, okay, they made that mistake in New Super Mario Bros. Wii, but they have this very handy, they have this game that Nintendo made. It was a little bit of an obscure game. It didn't do that well, but they could use it as a model for how Yoshi works. It's called Super Mario World. Yeah. It's like, do that. <laughs> Only 3D.
0: God, Super Mario World Yoshi just oh, so great. Why couldn't they have that carryover?
2: over? it's funny because like like they think of these things that 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 companies just like don't think about anymore. Like like you went to a castle, and if you were riding Yoshi, then you'd have to get off Yoshi because I don't know exactly why they felt like they didn't want to use Yoshi in a castle for whatever reason. Yeah, but then. Once you left the castle, Yoshi, you got back on Yoshi at the end. Mm-hmm. They didn't just get rid of Yoshi forever for you. <laughs> and the most important thing, of course, is that if you exit a level with Yoshi, you keep Yoshi exactly. You keep, and, and that doesn't happen in Wii or Galaxy Two. Right.
0: Um. Yeah, you just kind of left him there. It's pretty sad, actually. Poor, poor Yoshi. Like
2: I. The first time I was playing it, like, when, uh, you know, I grabbed the star with Yoshi, and I was wondering, am I going to be able to keep him in between levels? And, you know, like, it's a, it's a different animation than Yoshi's with mm-hmm. you. So I was like, oh, okay, so you do. Like, in Super Mario um, Sunshine, you would ride Yoshi, and then, actually, actually there was a different animation when you got the shine Spot. so never mind that. Um, so, um, but then, found out you didn't. But then immediately that fat, creepy Luma guy, uh, <laughs> you know, he's talking he's like, "Hey, there's this there's this weird alien egg," um, and so I was like, "Okay, so you don't get to uh, take him from levels, but you get to take him two levels, and you just I like, just get to get, take this egg, and then I can take him to whatever level I want." But no, you don't get to do that either.
0: No, you just get to um, ride him on this small round planet.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, you get to get a one up on and then walk around on this. Actually, that, that that this the worst thing about that game might be that the spaceship is a planetoid that's shaped in Mario's head. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my god. And it was called the Face Ship.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's like funny with like quotation marks around it. <laughs> Like like if the toads were like around, then like the toads had a spaceship that for whatever reason had a face on it, or like there was a ship with a face on it, and they would like point it out and it's like, hey look Mario, it's a face ship, get it? Oh. Instead of actually the ship, um, and um, I mean, and I was thinking, about it, it was like, you know, it's not like there's some sort of Object or something that everything in every Mario game is asked is is like modeled after. It's not like every single object in all of Mario is shaped like a mushroom or something. <laughs> like, oh wait, it is. <laughs> Why isn't he? In, I mean, they just make a stupid ship that looks like a mushroom, and you're actually like in a ship instead of on a planet. And then the game would literally. Be a noticeable bit better. <laughs> like you would like say, I prefer this game. This game makes me feel better. This game. Just because you're in a ship that looks like a mushroom instead of a ship that looks <laughs> like Mario. Kart.
0: This game is face ship free.
3: Ugh. So in completely unrelated news, Snoop Dogg has changed his name to Snoop Lion. Oh, dude, I heard about that. What? I. I mean because he's releasing a reggae cd so he feels snoop lion is better for reggae why <laughs> i don't know but yeah other than that assassin's creed 3 anybody um
2: sorry <laughs> i'm playing assassin's creed because all i have is a weird
3: oh uh, well i'm all for assassin's creed 3 i'm totally excited connor take me now
0: <laughs> um honestly i've never been you know an assassin's creed fan in the past. um You've but this one definitely has piqued my interest. Um, I think just
3: It's a completely different storyline too. It, yeah, so exactly. You, without having to play the other ones.
0: Yeah, it, I mean it seems kind of like a fresh start, and
3: um, no better time to get exactly.
0: Into it. And I'm just I think the uh, Revolutionary War period is uh, just a neat, neat idea. We haven't really seen that many games taking place in that time period, so or not many good ones at least.
3: Yeah. So I'm totally excited. Co op as well. Yeah. I didn't know about that. That's awesome. Co op. It's gonna kinda be like almost like a Call of Duty Spec ops where they're isolated missions and you don't really play as the main character, you play as like Mohawk Indians and you use like the guerrilla tactics and stuff like that the Indians use. That's awesome. To
0: like I was hoping player
2: two would play as the wrist play. You have to
3: extend on time.
0: (laughs) Your timing is so off, dude.
3: That'd be beautiful. Or extend on 3, (laughs) 2,
2: 1. Possibly a better idea. Player 2 would have to uh, sing Tobascus' literal Assassin's Creed track. It would come with, you know, a little rock band mic. It would have to sing it.
3: How about this? How about this? Player 1 controls the legs. Player two controls the arms,
0: and you have to use the Wii Balance Board. No,
3: there's Connect integration. (laughs) Connect on the Wii Balance Board. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly going to the store.
2: Connect on the Wii Balance Board, and hang on. Um, then the uh, the wand. Oh yeah, the is the the wrist dagger. (laughs) Yes, the wand, right? Yeah, the wand is the wrist dagger. You have to like hold it back. (laughs) and then you flip it to
1: use it
0: why are we not the head of sony nintendo and microsoft all at once and why is this game not a thing
3: let's make it a we thing we need to
1: yeah
3: <laughs> oh my god there like that's all people would do is just going to the store
0: <laughs> good god
3: could you picture? Could you? Oh my God! Could you picture Master Chief doing going to the store?
0: <laughs> Good God!
3: Ma- Master Chief and Samus Aran playing Assassin's Creed, doing going to the store. Oh my God!
0: There we go. Oh. Game. Made. Oh, when you but when you're um playing on the Wii Balance Board, uh, with the Connect and uh, PlayStation Move uh, wrist wrist blade thing, you have to be wearing um. Uh, Halo 3 Special Edition Master Chief Helmet.
3: And you have to be wearing the Nintendo Gamer Gauntlet. Oh god,
2: I love the
1: power glove. It's so bad.
2: Yeah, I was I was actually just thinking we were missing a peripheral. We needed to use the power glove.
0: <laughs> so I think the power glove would have to be on one, one hand and the PlayStation Move controller would have to be held in the other.
2: Yeah, probably. or maybe you have to buy two power gloves. Oh,
0: that's true. Except one of the power gloves needs to have like a little sleeve attachment um, for that. That the uh, that the PlayStation. The PlayStation move, moves. Yeah, same, like, it, it slides into onto. it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh sweet. <laughs> this this think, needs to be a thing. Let's just make yeah, it a thing.
2: I think we've got the killer game of uh, twenty fifteen.
3: Yeah. You know what upsets me is that there would probably be a lot of people to buy it, too. Well, do you guys... um, I mean,
0: I haven't personally played it, but um, I mean, I'm sure you guys are all aware of the Rayman Raving Rabbids games that were abundant in the early Wii. Yes,
3: and I'm so glad they actually brought Rayman back because now there's a generation of kids that are like, wait, there was a thing before the Raving Rabbids?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But one of those games... Um, that came out after the Wii Balance board, you you literally played it with your butt. Like, you sit down yeah.
2: on it. A... I remember that. I remember that was like a thing. Oh, my so like, God. So, play it with your butt. <laughs> so, it's funny because I said the word butt. Ubisoft. So, now you'll buy our game. Our stupid cash-in game just pulled a bunch of rabbits doing mini-games.
3: Ugh. And, you um... I think I think that is the epitome of hyperbole. Epitome?
2: <laughs> no, see it works. He said epitome and hyperbole.
0: Oh, I didn't hear. <laughs> I didn't hear the second part. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Um. But do you hear, um? I mean, Ubisoft is you know big on the Wii U. Do you think we'll get a lot of um? You know, raving. Rabbids-esque games.
3: Am I the only one that's not going to get the Wii U?
0: I'm probably not going to get it at launch, at least.
3: I'm going to wait until Nintendo is like, oh, hey, guys, sorry that we didn't have a strong lineup at launch. Let's drop the price by, like, 80%, and then you could then buy it.
2: Well, actually, I got to say, the thing is, this one might actually have a decently strong lineup at launch. Sort of? I don't know. Like there are very few consoles with good launch lineups.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
2: particularly when you actually think back, you you learn things that like a Super Smash Bros. Melee was not actually a launch game. It was actually released a couple of weeks after launch.
3: Yeah, but guess what was a launch game? Sonic Adventure Two Battle. And guess what was a fantastic game? Sonic Adventure Two Battle.
2: Was that really a launch game?
3: That was a launch game. So was Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion menu, um, and.
0: Do you know? Um, did you play Star Wars Rogue Leader? Yes, I did. That was a great Never game. Did. That was a great launch game. Um,
3: but let me think. I think we all agree the GameCube was a great console.
2: Yeah. And Nobody f- thought so at the time, though. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I. Um,
0: I think it got way too much hate, and I think Super Mario Sun. I still think Super Mario Sunshine got way too much hate, um, despite its really faulty camera system. It was a really fun game.
2: that that was a really that was a really interesting camera. Yeah. Because like first of all, you had like so much camera control. Mm-hmm. It like kind of hurt. It's like I can control the camera too much. Um. And then uh, and then like it it would like it it would just like go through buildings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like. They planned it so that it would go through buildings, and so then they like had this little things so that you knew that you were looking through a building.
0: Yeah, like this it's blue like, circle thing. Yeah. Um, um. That was really strange.
2: Yeah, and 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 uh I don't know. I I can understand people uh, like because it's it's for the most part it wasn't a platformer anymore. It was just kind of doing kind of odd missions. Um, And, you know, there was some jumping around. And, like, what a lot of people realized in hindsight uh, was, like, okay, so if I just played those secret levels, or what they called the secrets, like, which was just, like, me playing, like, a 2D Mario game in 3D in space, Mm -hmm. that would just be, like, the best game ever, which was sort of what Galaxy was. Yeah. But... Um. Uh, yeah.
0: But I, I feel like um, you had so much control over Mario in that game. Like it was fantastic. Like just it, the different jumps you could was, do yeah, and it stuff. It was
2: cool. Um, but you could not long jump. I and mean, Long jump is oh, my favorite.
0: You're right. I forgot about that. Um, there were like, There was like the side somersault. I remember that was that was yeah. really hard for me to pull off as a kid. Um.
2: I, th- I think they've actually kept like these different somersaults like in different directions, but like they don't, it's not really important to tell you that like, Oh, now you're doing it from the side instead of backwards. So this is a different move. Yeah. It's like, no, you just doing it a little different direction. Um. But there, there definitely were a ton of moves and there were just like these little tricks you would use to get around, like, you would spray in front of you, and then you would dive, and then you would slide on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could get around just so much faster. Um, and I think the, the, the game knew that. Like, there were some, like, races or time things. You kind of had to do that.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, just getting around that... What was it? That, that kind of, like, hub town. The, uh...
3: Delfino yep. Isle.
2: Delfino Plaza. Yeah. Yep.
0: Like, I mean, there was just... I mean, getting to the different, you know, I mean, there weren't paintings like in Mario 64, but the kind of those. Yeah, the graffiti that you entered the levels at. Um, I mean, just getting around that town, there was just so much to do in that kind of little hub town as opposed to Peach's Castle in 64. I thought that was really neat too.
2: do such wonderful things as carrying fruit and putting them in baskets.
0: Oh, gosh. Oh, forgot about that. Um
3: fun fact, the hotel like plaza area is shaped like a GameCube controller. Oh, I saw that. Um Remember that level where you had to fight the Shadow Manteray?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, um um Serena Beach. Yep. Yep. That place?
3: Yep, it's shaped it like a GameCube controller.
2: Huh. Now I have to play Super Mario Center. <laughs>
3: um
0: Wow, we've been going for two hours. Yeah, about an hour. The recording's saying about an hour, 43 minutes. This is pretty crazy for a first episode. Um,
3: There's not much gaming news. I mean, if we want to wrap it up real quick, we could just say Big Huge Games is being sued by the state of Rhode Island because the baseball player that took the company over defaulted on all the loans, filed bankruptcy, and now Rhode Island wants its money back.
0: Yeah. So basically,
3: because Kingdoms of Amalur sold so well and it's such a good game, and there's not going to be another one unless someone decides to pick it up. But yeah, I'm surprised that they just like they they went bankrupt because the game sold so well.
0: Yeah, I I remember yeah. hearing about that. It's just a big mess.
2: There must have been something behind that. I mean, I didn't follow it because I didn't play Kingdoms of Amalur on account of me not having money and it not being on the Wii. To uh, uh, uh you know situations that kind of doomed me buying it. Um so I don't know much about it, but it, it couldn't just be that people bought it so they went out of business. But they even had like DLC
3: and everything. Like I mean I don't really understand how. And it was like I didn't buy it because I thought the price was gonna go down, because demand for it was gonna go down. But it never did. For the longest time it was like $50 used. And I was like, I just don't feel like spending $50. And then now that I've actually played it, I'm like, wow, I really would have spent $50 for this. But I waited until I had a coupon and spent like $10 on it.
0: Extreme coupon and game edition.
3: By the way, coupons are fantastic creations. Dude,
0: coupons are what I live for. Um, When they work? Yeah.
3: Because half the coupons I get don't work.
0: Oh, uh, I was talking about ones that I usually get in the mail for like coals and stuff.
3: Like I do surveys and stuff like, uh,
0: like those four chan ones.
3: Yeah, I like those, but I actually do surveys oh,
0: okay. for them. <laughs> um but yeah, coupons are the best. Um and with that I think Yeah, unless Don? Yeah. Is there <laughs> any more of these news stories we have?
3: Written? Oh, I'm, I- oh, that's right. Dawn guard for Skyrim.
2: I'm sure nobody knows about that.
3: <laughs> Just have to throw that out there because um, my friend is totally obsessed with Skyrim to the point of I went over his house th- yesterday, as a matter of fact, and uh, he fell asleep playing Skyrim. And while he was sleeping, he was still playing. He was like moving around and doing stuff, but he was passed out. And when he woke up, he was like, "Huh? what have I been doing? <laughs> like, oh, you leveled your Alteration to, like, 60. Like Skyward Sword is $15 at Best Buy when you get a Reward Zone card for free.
2: Although, when this comes out, it, that might no longer be Yeah, close.
0: hopefully I'll, I'm going to try to edit this tomorrow. So hopefully I'll get this out in time for people to take advantage yep. of that deal. If, you know, people yep. listen to this. Big if.
2: And haven't bought Skyward Sword and actually want to play it. Yeah,
0: so... Really not yeah. much chance of someone taking advantage of this, but it'd be awesome if someone did, because that's a really good deal.
3: Um, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Madden 13 for the Wii U will not use the Infinity Engine, which is a shame.
2: What is the Infinity Engine?
3: It is actually a really cool engine. They They showed it off at E3, and it was really, really good for Madden, like for sports games and stuff like that. So the fact that the Wii U is not going to be able to use it because it was, like, pretty revolutionary for the stuff that you could do, uh, it's kind of a shame. Because that's, like, what Madden 13 is going to capitalize on. Yeah. You can do with the Infinity Engine, and uh Wii U is not going to have it.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. They're going to make their own engine for the Wii U, and they're going to call it the Universe Engine because Wii U has a U in it. Ah. Um, you and then then Your first focus. And the- they're going to say it's even more revolutionary than the Infinity Engine.
3: Like, uh, Infinity Engine will let you do stuff like you could break away from tackles. Like before in Madden games, it would be like you got tackled, that was the end of the play, and you go back. Now you can actually, like, someone will tackle you, and you can break off of the tackle and keep going and continue the play, which you couldn't do in any of the Maddens.
2: All right. But in the Universe Engine, you're actually going to be able to control the the like your character's or you know your awesome. player's blood flow and their heart rate and they're gonna promise all that and then it's gonna come out and it's actually going to be exactly the same engine that they used for every previous Madden game and it's not gonna be an HD. <laughs>
0: but all right that's my prediction. But you'll get to control it using the um rig we mentioned for uh Assassin's Creed three. So it's all good.
2: Precise Although, although, along with you know everything else, you'll also be using the Wii U tablet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: you, you stand on the Wii U tablet <laughs> instead of the back.
0: <laughs> it's okay, kids. The glass is supposed to shatter.
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't oh, make was... Nintendo products as durable as they used to.
3: <laughs> the power glove. It's so bad. Oh no! You know what you have to do now. You don't wear the power glove. You use the power glove as a protective cover on the Wii U uh, tablet that you stand. Oh with. God! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you put the power glove on your feet. <laughs> power shoes.
3: <laughs> what else? Uh, the weekly month of Mario eShop deals: Super Mario Land for two dollars and ninety-nine cents. Yeah, I, I I saw this
0: and I thought it was worth mentioning because. That game have, have either you played it, uh, Super Mario Land for the Game Boy?
2: I actually don't think I did.
0: Neither did I. It's actually I'd say um, for the two ninety nine, it's worth getting. Um, if if not, if you, like even if you don't really enjoy it, it's definitely worth a laugh because it is just very very strange and kind of antiquated. Um,
3: I mean, it's two ninety nine. I don't think I'll be like, damn, I wish I didn't spend exactly. three dollars on this <laughs> game. I mean, I would. I've played games like, where that have been like that. I've been like, wow, I can't believe I spent 7 bucks on this. Like Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, I, God. It's down to, I believe, $4 used at GameStop. I still refuse to play it. I love seeing that. Um, on, on Reddit, usually I'll see it
0: where it's just like those the stickers, crossed out prices, just keep getting lower and lower.
3: <laughs> yeah, I still refuse to play it. Ugh. I played the demo. I had it pre-ordered and everything. I was excited. I got the demo and I played it, and I was like, "Wow, this is horrible!" <laughs> I canceled my reservation. My friend is like, "Oh, how, why would you do that? It's going to be so good." He gets it, buys it full price, gets to return it for thirty dollars <laughs> because he hated the game.
0: <laughs> good God!
3: How just how but hurt was he? <laughs> All right, and I think that's about it. Yeah. Oh, Twitter email.
0: Okay. So yes, we'll give you that information. Um we'd like it if you um if you if you're listening to this and you'd like to uh contact us in some way. Um you can follow us you on Twitter.
3: This far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can uh follow us on Twitter at twitter.com/thepatchpodcast. Um we have one tweet on there maybe. Um, but yes, once we get this first episode out, we're going to start, uh, tweeting there. Um, I don't know, um, maybe interesting articles and stuff that we find. Um, but mostly I'd imagine just our recording schedule and stuff like that. Um, but you can also, you know, email us, um, because email's still a thing. Um, people still use email sometimes. Uh, and our email is... The Patch Podcast at Gmail dot com. Um, so send us hate mail, um, death threats. Death
1: threats. Ha
0: We're on the same page here. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you. send us your death threats. Um, hate mail. Um,
3: letters work too.
2: The uh, the host that you like least. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Me. <laughs> If I had
2: no, I talked too much. They hate me and they hate you, Tom, because you're uh, you're like the host, he... and I don't know that makes them hate you. Yeah, or
3: I'm they hate me because I brought up racism and there's nothing in Australia, <laughs> 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 they,
2: and they hate me because I like Yu Gi and don't play Pokemon.
3: Basically, they just hate us all. <laughs> you not playing <fumbling> Pokemon. <laughs>
0: That's that's gonna be our project. We're gonna to try to get David to play Pokemon.
3: The patch podcast. Patch podcast.
0: It's
2: gonna be really tricky when all I have is a Wii. Um. You have no
3: excuse, Pokemon Battle Revolution. Oh no, don't do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> I buy, enjoyed Battle oh, Revolution by Coliseum. <laughs> 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 by Coliseum.
3: I enjoyed Coliseum too. Shut up.
2: Yeah. No, I Coliseum. I actually played when you know I, when I was a little kid. And, like, looking at it in hindsight, I realized that I won, like, every battle by just having Espeon and spamming
0: Confusion. Die. Those were such cool starter Pokemon, Espeon, and Umbreon.
3: Oh, I know. Do you imagine if they actually went through with uh, what, like, everything was rumored about for black and white and did, like, dark psychic and fighting starters? That would be
0: so cool just to switch it up a little bit.
3: Except, I think it would be really unfair because it's not like psychic is super effective, like not very effective against dark. It just doesn't affect dark type yeah. at all. Um And all the other types affect psychic. So it would just be a real downer. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm. Like, I'm you just sure,
3: pick dark and you win.
2: I'm sure they could uh, yeah, um, pick, you know, some other trio of elements. Yeah. I mean, just the idea is they get away from the regular plant, um, grass, uh, Uh, fire and water fire and fighting guys oh
0: god if they do another firefighting type starter i swear
3: the same starters for black and white too that's so that's uh but it's like you can catch a Zerua in like the first patch of glass like the thing is there's a Zerua and uh riolu you can catch in like the first patch of grass that's gonna be my starter yeah exactly i I, i'm just not gonna use the starter this time
0: um but yeah we uh we just wrapped it up and started talking again. So,
3: um, I know we need to just cut yeah. it out. There's nothing stopping us from talking after, but still. Okay. We love you guys who actually are listening.
0: So, um, yep. We'll be back with another episode soon. Um, hopefully shortly after you hear this. So, um, stay subscribed. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, please. Um, if you could rate us on iTunes, that's what helps us um, get other listeners and, Um, that'd be awesome because, uh, we, uh, I mean, we're having fun, you know, recording this obviously, but, um, if, uh, we had people that listened to it and enjoyed it as well, that would
3: really be awesome. Are we even going to bring up the marathons or no? Um, yeah, why not? Are those still a thing? (laughs) Um, we, we've done,
0: um, what is, we did three, um, marathons for charity in the past, um, under the name C-Stick, um, C-Stick for Charity, um, and we'll probably be doing some in the future, so if you are interested in supporting, uh, most likely Child's Play Charity, um, and watching us be silly and play video games, then, uh, you're kind of in the right place here, so just, uh, stay tuned, I guess, um, any other closer road, um, ugh, closing words, uh, gentlemen?
3: We got sponsored by harmonics for our last for our last marathon.
0: We did. And then we lost
3: viewers. We lost we lost viewers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um it can only get better from here, everybody, unless it gets worse. Yes. It's very So just saying that. So like if you didn't like it, then I
3: continue to watch and listen yeah, continue
2: to watch anyway because I'm sure it'll get better yes it'll either get Maybe. better or
3: you'll either like it more or hate us even more
0: so you don't really have anything to lose
3: yeah I mean you could just become our favorite trolls and then just hate on everything we do and we'd still love you because you're watching it means someone out there is listening to us yeah
2: Yeah, I mean like like every popular group because you know we're really popular um, has to have you know that one troll that's like Oh my god, so unprofessional, so biased, tend stupid, um, Facts <laughs> you know, regular
1: troll things.
0: Alright, so, um, I think we're gonna officially wrap this up, so, um, goodbye, uh, listeners.
3: Thank you for listening, and, uh, peace out.